0: You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship.
1: And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, this is episode 112 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast, and I am your host, Vivian. 2023 is almost over, and this is the last episode of the year. I just want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you that continue to support this little show by listening, sharing with your friends, clients, and colleagues, joining our Patreon to help with admin costs, and buying our merch. I really, truly appreciate you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. In any case, I think this topic is long overdue. What to do if you fall for your client? and what to do if you fall for your escort. I know you think you're the only one that has ever been plagued with this dilemma, but this episode is here to show you that you are not alone. Joining me for her third appearance is the amazing Dr. Julie Kay. Dr. Julie Kay is a doctor of psychology offering online coaching to escorts and clients. She has a bachelor's, master's, and doctorate in psychology and has been in the personal growth field for over 17 years. She offers free 15-minute phone consultations. In-person sessions are available in Miami Beach or wherever she's traveling.
0: But first, a word from our sponsor.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. Hello,
0: Dr. Julie. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. Hello, exotic Vivian.
1: (laughs) How are you? I'm
0: wonderful. How are you?
1: I cannot complain. I am well, but I'm very excited about this topic because I feel like it's something that no one really talks about in our industry. And I feel like we need to jump into it. But before we do, can you please like reintroduce yourself for those listeners that haven't listened to episode 13 or 106?
0: I am Dr. Julie Kay. I am trained as a therapist. I work as a transformational life coach and I've been Seeing clients in this industry, actually, it's going on nine years now. I have my bachelor's in psychology, my master's in psychology, and I have a doctorate degree in psychology. I've been in private practice most of my adult life, as well as been in the helping field. Before college, I was a sober coach and a life coach. Currently, I see clients in person in Miami Beach, Florida, and I do FaceTime, Zoom, Skype therapy with people all over the world. Most of my sessions are about an hour and 15 minutes, so I don't do the typical 50-minute session like other therapists. And practicing as a life coach, it's fun because I can integrate other things. Like right now, I'm getting certified to become a human design analyst with the BG5 Business Institute. So people are open-minded to me running their human design chart. I also incorporate that in my therapy-style life coaching with them.
1: I mean, you did a little bit with me when I came to your office and I thought that was amazing. I definitely have to come back in to do more. But let's uh, go ahead and jump right in. How common is it for escorts to fall in love with their clients and vice versa? Well, I know you ladies don't talk to each
0: other about it and you probably aren't tweeting about it. So I'm the one person who actually is the first person they tell or I'm the one person that knows it happens a lot more common than you even know. I think it happens a lot later. For example, it doesn't happen your first six months of being in the industry, but after being in the industry for a while, I think you establish regular clients. And when you see a person, you know, a couple of times, sometimes feelings do develop in both directions. So I hear it from women that have been in the industry for a little while. Dr. Julie, hi, I have this one client that I have a special circumstance with and I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) This is actually one of the more common reasons people decide to even make an appointment with me because it's so secretive and private and there's a lot of fear other women in the industry are gonna judge the situation or I'm the only one in the world that's ever fell in love with a client. So they feel like, It's such a unique problem or a unique situation, I should say.
1: So what are some tools you can give escorts aside from calling you directly to schedule a session? If they ever find themselves in this situation, how can they maneuver? How can they cope?
0: First things first is ask yourself, is there a hurry? Is there a rush? I think when we get our emotions triggered, we get excited. I mean, who doesn't love to feel love and a crush on a boy? And that's the emotions. And even in neuroscience, they call that being punch drunk love. There's a cascading of chemicals that flows through your brain from your amygdala that it actually makes it very challenging to access logic and reason in the brain. And so when you first start to feel, oh, I like that boy, (laughs) or oh, I'm having feelings for this person or this client or this man. And that is not a time to try to use logic and reason to make decisions about retiring. Definitely don't do that. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, that the emotions sometimes override and your brain thinks crazy things. He's going to rescue me and and we're going to Gallop off into the
1: sunset on a horseback and, you know. If only it were that easy. I wanted to also point out that a lot of our clients are married. So maybe that'll also help to remind yourself that this man belongs to someone else. That is a good
0: basic beginner step to it to try to ground yourself in reality. Reality is this person has a marriage contract, a legal binding contract with somebody else. This person made a commitment to whatever religious body they stood in front of and committed to, (laughs) I'm going to do this with this person for a long time, if not forever. And if they do traditional vows, that's a lot of conditioning and programming and legal. And there's a lot going on on the man's perspective. When each party falls in love, they have to try to ground themselves in some sort of reality. And like, we just can't fall into this, like, Love making fantasy. Oh, shucks. Reality. There's other people involved. There's legal issues involved. There's, you know,
1: a longtime listener of the show who chooses to remain anonymous shared that she's actually been in this predicament twice with two different clients. And she realizes not like you were saying that she was too quick to jump into relationships because she was desperate to be rescued, to be taken care of. And of course, it backfired. So what advice can you give to someone who is like in this hopeless, I want to be rescued type situation?
0: Well, part of the issue is the women, usually the, the ladies believe the words coming out of the man's mouth. And we have to remember also, if the man also has feelings for the woman, They also have that cascade of chemicals going through their brain where they're not even able to access their own centers of logic and reasoning either. If there is actual genuine feelings like, I like you, you like me. Oh my gosh, this feels so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's just do more, more, more. You have to kind of remind yourself that even in bed under the sheets, after each of you have an orgasm, or at least he does, he's not going to say things that are based in reality either, because he's in the, I call it the storm of neurochemicals, which is that, oh my God, this feels so good. I want more. So they often will say things. And so the woman will hear these things and hold on to them. And they're purchasing a fantasy, usually by the time they make a request on your website for an appointment, they're buying a fantasy. And you have to remember that you're the appointment is a whole paid fantasy that you're providing. You're an actress providing this fantasy. It's almost like you have a filter that what he says during the session appointment is colored by that already. And there's nothing wrong with waiting. There's nothing wrong with sleeping on it. Who's in a hurry? What's the deadline? I mean, of course, you want to retire and get out of the business. Maybe you want to just quit working. You want to have real love slow down and make an appointment with Dr. Julie.
1: (laughs) Yes, please make an appointment because, and you're right, time does help you sort out your feelings and a lot of things, not just in this situation, just in life in general, it's good to kind of take time to step back and like, analyze and see what's going on. But this same listener, she says that she feels like clients see themselves as saviors when they get into a personal relationship with escorts, and will always think that she's with him for the money. How can an escort deal with this? Oh, geez. (laughs) This is such a common occurrence, you know, like you have a regular that ends up being this great guy, you know, whatever, spending good money on you. And then as time goes on and you guys start to develop feelings for each other, and I'm not talking about, oh, we're going to date, just normal feelings like you would if you knew somebody for a long time. Next, you know, they're like, oh, why is it about money? You know, it's just about the money for you, even though you guys met under this umbrella. Like, how can we deal with stuff like this? I usually just let them go. But are there any other ways to deal with this? <laughs> um, have the client
0: make an appointment with me as well. I've actually had um, I've had several men that have come to me that are in this situation that they can't tell their best friend, they can't tell their wife, and. I've been seeing the girl for a while. And then I'm like, if he's okay with it, he can even make an appointment with me completely anonymously and use a different name. And I've helped several men because I can speak more frankly to them than you ladies can. And I'm also not emotionally involved. But if they're not willing to do that, oftentimes I've only had one or two sessions with a gentleman and it's helped him see things in a different perspective because they're men okay, they're Tarzan, they're cavemen, they've got testosterone going through their bloodstream, they think more differently. It's kind of like that old book, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. They literally are different aliens than us. So when we're trying to explain to them, when I say we, I'm saying women in general, when women, especially in your industry, try to explain to men why women do certain things for money, they don't see it that way. Men think you ladies are doing this because you love sex, or you really enjoy your job. And it's just a better paying job than working as a dental assistant. (laughs) Trying to convince the married man that you fell in love with, that's your client, that you don't want to quit your high paying job from a logical place that there's kind of like a misconnect, they're not going to really like,
1: get it. Yeah, but it's weird, because you know, you guys met with him spending money for your time. To meet and do all that stuff. And now all of a sudden, because feelings are involved, he's supposed to spend less. It doesn't make any sense. At least not to
0: me anyway. You're a logical, smart, classy businesswoman, Vivian. You think with reasoning and logic. This is also what I'm talking about at that punch drunk love phase. While people are in this, and this can last up to six weeks from when you first discover you have feelings, is it's just so hard to access logic and reason when you're In romance land, men have had so many opportunities, especially heterosexual white men have had so many opportunities that it's even hard for them to conceptualize what's it like to live as a woman in America or even what's it like to live as a woman. They just think, oh, get a job, oh, go work at this corporate America thing. It's like living life as a woman is a little different than living life as a man. But I want to go back to address the beginning of your question and not forget that part about the savior. They think that you ladies. Didn't have a choice, and you're doing this because you have to. And they think they're saving you from a desperate situation. So, the savior thing is them making peace with themselves, which is their guilt that they fell in love with an escort, which also means they have a layer of judgment about escorting. And so, when they feel like I'm going to save an escort, I'm being Tarzan, I'm being the savior. I also feel less guilty that I'm cheating on my wife. I also feel less guilty that I fell in love with somebody else because they have a personal judgment. They're judging themselves, they're judging your job, they're judging the situation, and they're basically being confronted with their own judgmentalness, which is also a reason they should make an appointment with Dr. Julie because there's so many layers of what this situation triggers: the inequality of men and women, the judgment of what your job is, them not understanding that. Women can use their body to make money because it's a good paying, smart job, possibly. They think that the physical flesh, that's all for pleasure only because for 99% of men, the physical flesh and playing with physical flesh is pleasure only. They think that there's also like a possessiveness that comes up. You know, I hate to use this metaphor, but you know how like dogs will mark their territory. (laughs) It's a little bit of that. Uh, she's mine. And I like her. I don't want another man touching her because she's mine. So then if they really like you and they really want you, they think they're saving you, but they also are trying to keep you to themselves, which in a weird way is kind of loving as well. Like if you love me, you
1: shouldn't want me to do that anymore. You know? So I say work period, but like, okay, so what should the escort do? Like, should she just drop him then? You're not going to just quit your whole livelihood because some guy is trying to save you from being an escort.
0: It's a case by case situation. I have to tell you, there are three of my old clients. They had several sessions with me, but the man actually divorced his wife. It was messy, messy, messy. He left his wife. They moved to a different state or different city and they actually fell in love, moved in together. She retired. She quit the industry. It was challenging financially. They both came to me for individual sessions, but now they are happily married and live together. And 1% specifically is in mortgage banking. He helps her out a lot. She's humbled her lifestyle a little bit, but they're actually in love. So sometimes, and I can name two or three others that look like they're still in love, but there had to be a slow patient, lots of therapy process, because what usually happens is the man will make an appointment with an escort when there's problems in the marriage, way before he's willing to confront his wife that he's fallen out of love with his wife. And so it can be one year, it can be a year and a half. It depends also on how long does divorce become final in the state they're married in. Is there a marriage license in California? then the escort has to be very very, very patient. and this is real love and you're gonna end up together. I mean you file for divorce, it's not even official for six months, you know plus uncoupling you know and then does a the couple want to uncouple with lawyers and fighting? Does the couple want to do spiritual uncoupling with a good therapist? you know I'm just saying I believe in love and sometimes love wins. Sometimes people meet in the most unconventional places just like, you know, bosses who sleep with their secretaries. Sometimes it works out. Doctors who sleep with their nurses, pastors who sleep with the nuns. Sometimes they leave the religion and they fall in love and live happily ever
1: after. It does happen. And I agree with you. I know a couple of escorts who are currently married, retired. They marry their clients who take care of them fully. You do think it's possible to find true love in an escort client relationship?
0: I mean, love doesn't discriminate if there's money or not. You know, love just happens. sometimes the girl has to work a job, sometimes the girl has to humble her lifestyle and not live like everything's designer, princess diva, and everything's first class. But love sure does make compromising and living a more humble, simple life. And also, how many purses do you actually need? You know, how many cars do you actually need? How many diamonds do you actually need? There's a point when, you know, it's not always about the bling, you're just content and happy to be in love. And you do have a closet full of stuff and you don't need 13 more. There are some clients who can provide very, 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 very well for the female, but also to not work and just go to the spa all day is not good for your mental health either. You need a sense of purpose in your life, even if you do volunteer work or rescue animals or something. I don't know. But
1: the ladies I know, they're doing other things like I know one that went back to get her law degree and now she's working in that field part time. The other one, she's more like a homemaker, like gardener type thing. Like they're not like painting their nails all day. It's just the man is the breadwinner and they get to like relax a little bit. As you said, no one is buying designer purses every five minutes. Like that's not even a real thing. Even in the wealthy spaces. Yeah, they spend money, but it's not like shopping every day and diamonds and whatever. It's just more about the quality of life, you know, like where they live, their lifestyle, you know, their social life. All that good stuff. So,
0: yeah, like it's kind of a case by case situation, but sometimes love endures and sometimes it's just too messy and too much in a fantasy punch drunk love phase that it doesn't. That's why slowing down and preferably both talking to a life coach or counselor that can help you find clarity to help you be in reality of like, what is this going to take? You know, for when the couple that I'm thinking of real quickly is. I just had to tell her the timeline, well, the divorce takes this long, then selling the house takes this long, and then telling the kids takes this long, and then moving takes this long. So she thought, oh, this is gonna happen in four days. I'm joking, but (laughs) I was like, no, 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 let's just actually put a pencil and paper. This is gonna take minimum 18 months. So don't pack your boxes and not sign another lease. You negotiate with your landlord for another six month lease because the reality of you two living together, being in love and he's not with his partner anymore, That's 18 months from now. like, And she's like, oh, I never thought of it like that, like a calendar. But she was like, "Okay, it helped her. So she stopped doing full service and she went to like different things, you know, camming and whatever else there are to do that are not full service.
1: Don't quit living your life until the guy has proven and committed to you. I wouldn't be even thinking about planning anything until everything is final and in my face and we're doing it for real. I mean, to be
0: make it simple, simple. If there is actually talks of seriously being together, you have to wait till you see that they sent you at least a screenshot of a
1: signed divorce annulment. So pivoting just a little bit to civilian escort relationship, because I wanted to touch on this just a little bit, because sometimes you've seen it on Twitter, an escort goes out with a civilian. And she's wondering, you know, should she be honest about what she does and how can she handle that stigma?
0: I'm curious first, what is her relationship with just honesty, dishonesty, a little white lie, waiting a little bit longer? Is it dishonesty by omission? Because everybody has a relationship with honesty. You know, some people just can't lie at all. Some people can kind of fudge it and tell you a little bit later, I'll wait to tell you that tomorrow. I'll wait to tell you that tomorrow because I think women in your industry lose sight of, I mean, it's different probably in Canada and Europe, but in America, there still is so much judgment about your job. You fall in love with the civilian. You think he's open-minded, he's progressive, he's, you know, I don't know, a burning man guy, he's open to, but then when it comes to the person that he's in love with the person he's making love to. It's crazy how suddenly here comes their judgment out of nowhere. And they thought he was like this new age, progressive thinking guy that could handle the truth. I love this saying, I have it framed in my office. It's like more will be revealed. If if you can wait, because this is a two way street. I think women always think, I don't know if I want him to know me. But honestly, do you know him? Ask him about judgments. Ask him about previous relationships. Ask him about infidelity. Ask him about polyamory. Ask him about honesty. Women that date civilians forget, I need to get to know him as well. Can he handle the truth? And is he going to run for the hills? Or is he going to out me on social media?
1: Because men lie. I mean, (laughs) I have a profile on Hinge that I check every now and then. (laughs) And this guy messages me and he's like, Are you looking for true love and monogamy? Text me. That was his first line to me. So I searched his number, you know, like I was screening a client. Lo and behold, he has like 14 blacklists from escorts (laughs) saying how he was forceful and just not a gentleman. And he's on a dating app pretending he wants monogamy and true love. Guys lie. all the time. So please don't feel bad about lying. That's all I'm going to say. Don't feel bad about not telling somebody what you do because a lot of them are lying. Let's move on to the clients. How common do you think it is that clients are falling for escorts? I know I've been in situations where clients have told me that they love me, but I knew it was just infatuation. And there are certain things people do and they truly love you. And for me, I feel like they'll be trying to figure out what makes you happy and do that. So I tend to not like fall into that. But then again, as you said, I'm like, a, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I think a little bit differently when it comes to love and clients and this line of work. Like I like my clients. Like I have feelings for some of my clients because we've been together for a while, but I just don't go on that la la land. So how common do you think it is that clients are falling for escorts? Yes, it's possible because
0: anywhere boys and girls commingle, it happens. It's just part of nature. It's part of perpetuating the species on the planet. It's part of, you know, men wanting to spread their seed to the next generation. And especially if you're a regular, there's a risk of love happening. Men get into the fantasy more than women do. And the appointment fantasy is something that the women need to remember that what they say and do and profess in an appointment or close to an appointment, that is escapism from their real life. And also you ladies are not acting like civilian ladies. You are acting like what are you a GFE? You're acting like an experience. And so they're falling in love with the experience. They're not falling in love with you unless you really let your guard down and spart it in front of them and not brush your teeth and let them see you without your nails done and they still fallen in love with you, then, okay, that's an exception to the rule. They've fallen in love with the persona and the experience that you provided that they paid for. So you have to tread that very lightly. And it's scary because you have to take a risk and probably spend off the clock time with them to find out is there really true love here? And that's a financial risk and that has to be assessed carefully as well. Like a lot of you have two names or three names, whatever. So let's say there's, You're Lisa, but your work name is Jane. You know, they fall in love with Jane. They don't even know Lisa, you know. And so that is very common. They want the nymphomaniac. They want the one that smells good, looks good, wears high heels all the time. You have to remember that. Do they really have feelings for me or for the character that I play? And oftentimes they want your character name. And that's okay. You want them because that makes them regulars and keeps them regulars. That's part of the whole job. You know, it can be confusing. And also, you know, you might be doing a subtle behind the scenes eye roll like you aren't in love with me. You're in love with (laughs) who I provide for you, you know, and it's kind of like putty in your hands and you have to know how to handle and manage that. And some women don't even know how to handle and manage that well, you know. But some women handle it well and all their clients are badly in love with them and they just have really good boundaries and they just keep the client coming more and more and more, literally and figuratively, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Julie, this is a professional show. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a retired stand-up comedian. I can't help to like lighten the mood. (laughs) I actually love the joke. Okay, so how should a client deal with falling
0: for his escort? Keep making appointments, you know prove your love communicate enjoy life you know if you can be happy i mean there is a philosophical level of everything that you ladies do is you're spreading and raising the happiness level of society in a weird way as long as your intention is pure you know i know it's a non-traditional way to think but like don't your clients go back to the office happier finish their day happier. So if you're spreading love and joy, and they fall in love with you, like love is a very powerful energy and a very powerful emotion. You're just goddesses and musing all over the place. You know, it's just, you don't want to break somebody's heart and you don't want to use them and take advantage of them because for them to really fall in love, they're opening up and being vulnerable, which is beautiful and also delicate. You have to watch your P's and Q's too because you know you don't want to play with somebody's heart just for the entertainment of it you know they maybe need to make an appointment with Dr. Julie to talk about that like i fell in love with vivian and <laughs> vivian isn't going to quit
1: working for me but i'm in love with her what do i do with my feelings i mean i love love i think love is a beautiful thing and love doesn't have to be like this one thing like it could be whatever you want it to be in terms of how you connect with someone just like i can say I love my hairstylist, but it's not like we're going to sail off into the sunset. But I love her in that capacity. So I don't know. I feel like it's a beautiful thing and (laughs) it's also very complicated. I couldn't
0: believe I talked to a client one time for a girl and I said, Well, there's unconditional love and there's romantic love. And he's like, What? There's a difference? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay, sit down. (laughs) Unconditional love, you know, can be more than like you for sure have that with your, you know, escort. But Do you have romantic love and is the romantic love gonna be long standing or is it punch drunk love? Is it just your brain cascading of chemicals and you're caught up in it and have fun with it? Just don't make any big major logical decisions but after the punch drunk love leaves and if the romantic love still stays there, okay, well then you know we have to look at that and honor that and just explore that a little bit because real true love doesn't come around a lot it can come around more if you're really open to it, but you shouldn't live a life of neglecting and depriving yourself of true love. If you've accidentally fallen in actual true love that's still there after punch drunk love has left, and you wanna divorce your wife and, you know, take care of and marry an escort and help her retire, then you can do that. It happens, you know, but it's uncommon. It's so judgmental, it's so secretive that you do need professional help whether it's me or somebody else, or you do need some unconditionally loving, supportive people to help you through that, because you're probably going to judge yourself in that whole process. But it is possible. And how beautiful is it if you happen to fall in love with somebody and it's the deepest, most healing love you've ever had? And oops, it happened to be my escort. Who cares? Just imagine how the rest of your life will feel if you really can live with a partner that you love. Yes, you might have met her in a place you weren't planning to meet her, but it's almost worth fighting for. I love that Summer's Eve commercial where they talk about, you know, the vagina is worth fighting wars over. Yep. <laughs> yeah, wars have been fought for it. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like love, true love. Also, you could use that commercial for
1: Okay, and lastly, how can a client establish boundaries if he's on the receiving end of his escort falling in love with him?
0: If the escort is not able to act, (laughs) that can be very scary, and very threatening, especially if he's got, you know, a spouse or a monogamous relationship he's supposedly trying to maintain. That could be something that makes a client leave, because that's not what they made the appointment and paid for, you know, they're paying for entertainment, you know. So stop seeing them. I mean, unless you both can be adults and really talk about it. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with honesty. Like as a client, hi, I'm Mr. Jones. Hello, Jane. I am seeing you for entertainment. I'm seeing you for pleasure. I like the pleasure. I like the entertainment. But when the appointment is over, I leave and go back to my normal, boring life. And this is all that it's ever going to be. Just like for you, the clock is up at the top of the hour. Just like for me, the clock is up at the top of the hour and we break scene, we break our relationship and we move on to reality. So if they have a good working relationship, the boundary is just like repeating back the boundaries that you ladies already have. I go back to my civilian life at this time. And it's a compliment that you have feelings for me, but I cannot provide anything more for you. And the feelings are not mutual. You know, I completely respect your feelings and it's a compliment. Probably it's the best session the client's ever had. If the girl's into the guy, my gosh, he's getting way more than his money's worth because he not only gets the escort for her appointment, he gets the escort and all of her feelings. He's lucky and he might wanna maintain that, but he needs to make sure, You know, at the top of the hour when we leave, I actually emotionally leave as well. So it would be good for her bank balance and good for his sexual pleasure that they maintain that, but not at the cost of her mental health, you know,
1: assess the situation and do with that what you will. But it's probably best to take time apart, right? Well, people can become stalkers, men and women. So well, that's definitely happened on the, you know, female side for the man stalking the girl for sure. Dr. Julie, this has been enlightening. Where can people uh, find you to book an appointment? Um, the best is just to go to my
0: website, Dr. Julie K, just the letter K.com, Dr. Julie K.com. There's a little contact form on there. I like it when people send me an email and tell me a quick little story, and then we just talk on the phone and then we make an appointment. I do have an online booking form right now, so people can go ahead and book and pay for the appointment right away online if they want to. But I like to get to know them better and then kind of suggest, you know what, you just need coaching with your human design chart. Oh, no, you need, you know, traditional coaching that's more like therapy or, you know what, you need a sliding scale fee on the phone because you're really bad at managing your money. So I kind of like to tell
1: them which appointment might be best for them. Yeah, but drjuliek.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming back and blessing us with your knowledge as usual. People, you heard her book an appointment. <laughs> Don't wait till you're like in an entanglement and tomorrow like to book Dr. Julie. Thank you so much for coming on and I hope to have you back on soon. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it and I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
0: Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.